Mattress Ponderings podcast, where we pause, ponder, and project. In case you didn't realize it, our host celebrated a birthday last week, so we wish him a belated happy birthday. This week's episode, Jim continues the subject of things that God loves. It is so much more than us getting what we love, but we need to think about what he loves as well. So I turn the podcast over to our host, Jim Poitras. Hello, everybody. This is Jim Poitras with the Poitras Ponderings podcast, where we pause, yes, we ponder, and we also project. Welcome to part two of God Loves It When. There are great things that we love and we expect from the Lord, and we love it when He does those things in our lives. But there are also things that God expects from us, and He loves it when He can depend upon us to go ahead and fulfill those things. As I look at the Word of God, as I read through the Word of God, I am always impressed, amazed, and thankful for the promises of God that we see contained in His Word and that we can stand on and we can proclaim and we can claim those promises that He has given to us because just about every page of the Bible contains the precious promises of God. And I love it when He fulfills what He has promised, also realizing that many of those promises are conditional upon my obedience, our obedience to our part in fulfilling the word of God, the promises of God. Romans chapter 4 verse 20 to 21 said, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. That's Romans chapter 4, verse 20 to 21. When God gives a promise, he is more than able to fulfill that promise. The scripture says that he's able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that we could ask or even think. And he does that according to the power of that works within us. I think that's Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 20. The book of Numbers tells us that God is not a man that he should lie. He's not the son of man that he should repent. If God has promised it, he is also able to perform it. He will perform it. And uh, just like the book of Romans says about Abraham, he staggered not at the promises of God, through his unbelief. He was a man that was fully persuaded that what God had said, that he was going to do it, that God's promises are yea and they are amen. It's going to happen. I love it when God does his part in fulfilling the promises that we see recorded on the pages of Scripture. But God, I believe, loves it when we fulfill our part of the promise, because some of the promises are conditional, some are unconditional. Conditional means that there's something that we need to do in order to 
see that promise of God fulfilled in our lives. I remember preaching at a mud church with a tin roof uh, in Ghana, West Africa, on a particular Sunday morning. And I was talking about the promises of God, and I asked the congregation that day, how many promises do you think that would be in God's word for you? Uh, So someone raised up their hand, and they said that there was one promise in God's word for us. And I said, that's a good try. Thank you very much. But uh, that's not really the correct answer. So I asked the question again, and I remember the drummer raising up his hand, and he said, there are three promises in God's word for us. Mm, Good try, but still not correct. Someone else said, seven promises in God's word for us, and seven is God's number of perfection. It's God's perfect number. Good try, but not really correct, because there are 7,487 promises in God's word, give or take a few 7,487 promises in the Word of God, and many are conditional. They are conditioned on us doing our part. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3 to 4 says this, my friends, According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious 